0: Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, blah, blah, blah. Brunch! Hit it, boys!
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Keeps, so uh, uh, keep an eye out for a read later on in this
0: episode. (laughs) Hey, way to go. Right off the bat, getting their money's worth. How about that keeps? Ooh, it sounds like we could be a a keeper.
1: Ooh. Don't pull those
0: reeds, baby.
1: I mean, no fantasy football, but uh, <laughs> I could be I could be keeping
0: up with the Kardashians. <laughs> how, about uh, how about that soccer match? You see that save by the uh, the old keeper? Oh man, I mean. Things
1: had gotten pretty juicy there, but but the tender came up with that big save. Chicken tenders. You've
0: been to AMC because them chicken tenders are crunchy. Crunchy.
1: Crunch, crunch, crunch. I'm like,
0: I did see, uh, I saw a headline this week that said a uh, fully vaccinated people can now, I said fully vaccinated people and also liars can now not wear a mask at AMC. Had that conversation with someone recently.
1: I was talking about uh, sports events and everything and them opening up and they were like, uh, they mentioned they hadn't gotten their vaccine yet. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, but now that I think of it, I was like, I bet a bunch of people are just going to be lying. And they were like, yeah, who's going to stop? Who's actually going to check for that stuff? This has been such a weird experience. That's my uh, that's my big take for this episode. <laughs> the... the the whole covid-19 pandemic not for me has been <laughs> honestly so super weird experience i overall haven't liked it but that's my big takeaway that it's been a bit a big uh, weird experience where everyone's kind of figuring out so many things on the fly that i feel like lying obviously trump was president for a large portion of it but like lying was is like an all-time high or like being able to get away with lying. I think is that an all-time high, like when people were getting their vaccinations. Yeah. I was like, going to say what, like, it's, what comorbidities, it's do you, comorbidities do you have? Yeah. I was going to say like, worried. uh,
0: whether you're talking about whether you are vaccine or whether you, how you got the vaccine lying has been in this year for sure. Which is weird. I, f- I feel like I've, I
1: don't know. I've probably always been roughly the same level on lying. I used to love lying about, like non consequential things, I feel like that used to be a big part of my brand, but now it doesn't. I just kind of forgotten about it, or I don't do it as much. Um, but I used to just like love to just like bring up a little like, oh, did I? Uh, oh, you you someone's talking about their vacation to wherever, and just be like, oh, I've never been there, but I have been to this other city, and I hear they're similar, and they're like, oh yeah, like I would say they're similar, but like I haven't been to that other city, <laughs> just like a tiny little lie that doesn't make any difference and it's just like a lie for me and maybe if i'm with somebody and they know me well i toss them a little wink when i'm telling it what a yeah, stupid I like
0: shitty thing to do well yeah I, I like the um like hey i'm with a buddy i'm gonna say something that we both isn't true and it's gonna be like an inside joke for us yeah that's right? kind of fun do you want to start doing that yeah i think we like, I mean, already do that <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say it's
1: definitely something like so i would <laughs> pride myself on doing that and then like the rest of the day probably talk about like hey, you guys see that absolute banger of a lie I told, <laughs> yeah, about how like you're allergic to to sugar, yeah, that was interesting, and then that's that's like the
0: rest of my day, yeah, so uh you heard it here first, brunch uh is promoting the summer of lying and pissing your pants, uh
1: lying pissing your pants, but being um not like bad,
0: not harmful lies like and not harmful not lies. harmful pissing your pants just playfully <laughs> them can be harmful playful lies yeah. and playful piss
1: yeah if you haven't heard the patreon episode we haven't pumped the patreon in a million years patreon.com slash listen to brunch last week we did just like a kind of authentic episode and we're talking about some choices you make with clothes but not your average conversation about choices you make with clothes mainly it's about how men uh pee
0: get themselves. a little drop of
1: pee on their underwear and what that says about buying certain types of shorts. And I think the description I just gave of it is actually pretty accurate. That's exactly what that conversation
0: yeah. was. I bought some fun shorts today, too. I bought, uh, I bought some bird dogs. Ooh, I've never done that. So bird dogs, I believe, have lining, too. So yes. we'll
1: summarize. We'll give you a freebie. The, the summary is uh, some guys' shorts have lining in them, and I'm concerned that they're trying to make us go commando and if you go commando then if you're getting a one drop of pee on lining i don't know how many times a person goes to the bathroom a day eight or something like that i don't know sure could, the, the answer could be like three or it could be a hundred and i would have no idea uh like that's not getting absorbed anywhere, so it's just like sitting on your shorts, and then by the end of the day, you got like a bunch of pee on your shorts. So that was the dilemma we were talking about like, what do you do with shorts with lining? And I think the consensus has been just cut the lining out, rock some underwear, fellas.
0: Yeah, and uh, it did make me feel better that the, some of the comments on Patreon were like, yes, I've been there, and so we were definitely a real thing, no one, had, right? Just
1: no one had. had dwelled on it. nobody had
0: the courage to bring it up yeah
1: that's why oh, me, that's why we're tell you, here the first like the first like eight minutes of that episode it's like me dancing around and <laughs> yeah. being like i've been thinking a lot about like bringing this up and i don't know whatever no one's listening to this
0: um uh, yeah i, I uh, i'd be curious to hear what like what other people what our listeners have in their closet that they are afraid that they that or like they're embarrassed that they own and that they feel like they can't really wear for a weird reason like that yeah yeah yeah
1: i'm trying to think do i have anything else that i mean i have some clothes i have are too small for me
0: yeah but that's not like that's a that's a you problem (laughs) yes that's that's not changed by the clothes i could i get them tailored and be like yo let these things out like i feel like a lot of people have have those sort of things with um like trends that come in style and they're like shit the, this is like the new in-trend, let me, let me see, let me try it. And like they put it on at home and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't think that this works on me. I don't think that I can pull this off or whatever. I feel like a lot of people have those things.
1: Yeah, and folks, please hit me up, let me know. And I'm not saying this in a like, I want all of you to do it. But if you see short sleeve button downs with Revere collars, They're calling them camp collars these days. Really, they're they're Revere collars. The type of shirt is called a camp shirt. Anyway, uh, if you see shirts like that that are not linen, that aren't rayon, that are just cotton, maybe cotton with a little bit of spandex in it, I will happily pay whatever it takes unless it's expensive. (laughs) let me know because it is an absolute outrage that those, that that should be the most common shirt in the world in the summer. And I can't find it. And it makes me so freaking mad. It might start my own uh, company. Uh, uh, big, also
0: in the new, I was gonna say big, uh, big uh, closet update for me. Finally got my hands on a, uh the coveted Kirkland brand crew neck sweatshirt, courtesy of our pal, Gary oh, Streisky. Gary Streisky yeah. uh, sent me the, the Kirkland brand Crew neck sweatshirt that I've been searching for for the past like six months. Did it already get there? No, it's in the mail. But he did. uh, He did send it.
1: He said Saturday he would send. Like
0: I wouldn't put it past Gary to overnight it. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that it's going to be here in the next couple of days, and I'm very, very excited about it. Even though it's approximately 1,000 degrees in my house now, and like I am very sweaty for all the people that are watching. Via the, way, uh, via the the video episodes, I, I apologize, because holy boy, do I have a glaze. Yeah, man. Central Air sounds
1: like it's such a ridiculous, extravagant thing. And then, if you have it, or if you're near it, and then don't have it, being a normie... Man, is normie a slang? If I just accidentally used a slang, yeah. I didn't mean to.
0: Well, it's like a... Normie is like a, just a normal person.
1: Okay, well, that, I mean, that's... That's my nightmare. So,
0: right. Uh, that sounds
1: like a slang, but yeah, shout out. Uh, I, I got the central air going. God and damn, I'm so jealous. Game change. Oh, honestly, I stepped outside today and it was such a difference in temperature. And it's obviously been hot out this week. I was like, you know what? I like it being a little too hot outside right now because
0: inside it's just like too cold. Guess what? The outside is uh colder than it is inside.
1: Yeah, houses are
0: weird like that. How does that work? Just the air gets in there, you start
1: breathing it up, and then make it hotter? That's probably it, right?
0: Sure, yeah. And also, I live in a room that has like 40 screens, and they all radiate heat. And my computer also uh, puts out a bunch of heat, and it's terrible, and I hate myself.
1: That's a little science talk. Well, uh, you might then, a good way to cool off is to just uh, put your butt out there. That's what uh, Lord has done. And let me tell you, everyone is freaking out about it. You see the the cover for the new Lord, I believe,
0: single. I did. Uh, is it a single or is it a, her uh, her album? I have no idea. Okay, cool. I thought it was single. Let's see. Lord,
1: I mean, I did what's... see
0: it, and it's a lot of butt.
1: Yeah, people very very excited. But you know what? That's just uh, we stand culture, man. It's crazy. Like I was gonna say, like yo, like relax but she could be she could have posted uh i don't know like a a stick figure drawing she did and i feel like it would be just as big a news because when stands react to anything they just make it go super global
0: yeah and all, but also like i it was there's some like weirdness to um like the internet collectively getting horny over somebody that like was po- like 16 and popular not that yeah. long ago it feels feels kind of weird and and like i'm not saying that to say that hey lord can't put her body out there if she wants to she's an adult and she can make those oh, no, decisions and that. stuff it's just it feels weird when when it's like i knew her as a 16 year old yeah there's yeah, a little yeah. uncomfortability there
1: yeah i mean just the, the the whole i get more and more uncomfortable with uh the stan world in in which we live anyway but i gotta find out uh if Jack Antonoff is involved in this because if this is going to be like a if 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 the world in or pop music is always going to be like a cycle of like what's the next Taylor Swift Jack Antonoff thing? Yes, we love it. Okay, next a Lord Taylor uh Jack Antonoff thing. Yes, we love it. And I don't know within like a year or two he'll be doing stuff with Olivia Rodrigo like I think that those are great artists who have and can do better with a different producer, and I don't get why, like, everything has to be the fucking same now, but it is what it is. So hopefully, I don't know, like, I think the Lord's first album was Elite, like, genius level, A++++++, and I thought Melodrama was, like, such a step backwards, like, this is just...
0: Yeah, I don't wh- have any excitement. Whatever
1: else, Jack Antonoff stuff.
0: I don't have any excitement over Lord. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. I love Pure Heroin, um but it's melodrama did nothing for me and mm-hmm. i kind of just it it made me like not care about lord and i still don't i still don't have that feeling i still like i don't care about lord i'm not excited about this i'll check I it hate, out but like i hate that we've uh, yeah, we, look. we've had like a lot of these conversations recently where it's like heat check on this artist and for like you've had a few of them where you're like i just i don't care Churches. Yeah, Churches, you were like, I don't know if I need it. And uh, the Churches stuff that has come out recently has been pretty meh. And I, anybody who knows me knows that I was super-duper high on the first two Churches albums. I eventually came around on the last one, um, liked it more than I expected. I think a big part of that was seeing it live. A lot of those songs translated pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, I've been... I think that we've seen the best that we're gonna get from churches, and that kind of bums me out.
1: Yeah, I think there's just a point of diminishing returns with churches. I think like we were so excited about the second album because like two albums of that. It's a maybe churches is like hot dogs, where one's good, but it's not gonna give you your fill. Two's awesome, and then once you start to take the, the bite of the third one, you're like.
0: What's this doing for me? What am I really getting here? The thing, though, the thing there though is that like the third one didn't didn't taste the same as the first two, not because we had too much of it, but it was a it was a differently made hot dog. Like the third,
1: necessarily. I think I think that it was like it was just like a worse version of the same stuff. Like I think that like we kind of got it by the time we finished every open eye.
0: I think that they've gotten a little bit darker, like with the with the the yeah, way I mean, that the music have, sounds they have like, like you had a guy from the fucking teacher. national on the third album. Yeah. It was always going to sound pretty fucking depressing. And so like the, the biggest thing that I love about churches and the thing that I've always loved the most about churches is the juxtaposition of the music. It's very uh, like dancey sort of uh, bubbly electro pop type music and like super depressing lyrics
1: Yeah, it's the Maxwell Silverhammer thing I told you about in the – what's it called? In the interview we did a million years ago of, like, if you match uh, happy-sounding stuff with dark-sounding words, your body's going to freak out over it, and you won't totally get why. But it always works. And churches basically made their brand that. Like, they were – a band that did and obviously a lot of bands have done that before like um the smiths and stuff but churches was like the best recent example of that like mm-hmm. father john misty's songs don't sound happy no. they sound sad that's like sad sounding shit with sad words um the example i give of the beatles maxwell silver hammer it's like a fun boppy song and it's about a kid going around like murdering people and you're like ah. Eh, don't really know how to feel about this song other than that it
0: fucking slaps <laughs> and that's yeah, it like, it's the uh semi charmed life thing too like what's that just, is semi-charmed life about like drugs something it's what's about a, it's somebody dying from a drug overdose oh really yeah damn yeah and that song just is like the poppiest oh this feels so good oh, at yeah. face value and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh no man you
1: know that uh everyone who uh, not everyone who tours them, but uh, like when Third Eye Blind toured with, I think it was Jimmy Eat World. Afterwards, Jimmy Eat World like totally blew up their spot and was like, "Yo, Steven Jenkins, weirdest fucking guy in the world, like massive creep." Uh, I think at some point there was like a like a flyer or some like piece of paper that was leaked to um, venues that said like attention this is third eye blind they will not be wearing laminates or like passes at any point like they refuse please memorize their faces and don't let anybody who doesn't look like them in without a laminate or whatever and it's like that's just super weak they're like yeah. everybody has to put
0: the fucking thing around yeah, their neck
1: or like where the when we hang out with kellen or whatever
0: you really you want your brand, you really want your brand to be do you know who i am Especially when you're third-eyed right. Like That's kind of tough. Um, did we ever figure out who the other artist was at the uh, the Matchbox 20 show? Because wasn't it a one-two punch? When we went? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was, uh, what's it called? It was um, the the, oh, my God, Counting Crows.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did we forget that? Yeah, we had this. We had nice. this conversation like not long ago. I think it was maybe less than a week ago, and we couldn't figure out who the other band was. And that Adam Duritz like an sounded terrible.
1: He, yeah, it wasn't the best. Matchbox Twenty headlining that night, and that—that's that, like, really, that's like a, a kind of toss-up. At Bill, right? Yeah. Or you could say on any given night, like. It's like when Billy Joel and Elton John tour together. Like, you could flip a coin as
0: to. Well, it's like who two, ends up. two bands that are no longer super relevant, but they were fucking huge back in the day. Oh, imagine.
1: There's no way they would have toured back in the day, but imagine. Together? like No. In the late 90s, just hitting some. I mean, really, they, they do a lot of tours like that where they'll do like
0: Blues Traveler mm-hmm. and. Like, a two, bunch of like two bands, two big bands that were like tied together in a different yeah. era.
1: Yeah. Imagine if that was happening at the like IRL though in the 90s. Be like, hey, go to a concert tonight. Uh, who are you seeing? Oh, uh, I'm seeing Matchbox 20, Counting Crows, Blues Traveler, and I think Marcy Playgrounds opening. It like, <laughs> it's so just like festival? all the bands are doing, <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, all the bands are doing a concert tonight. Yeah. You you go have fun, though, at uh, the NSYNC Backstreet Boys' Celine Dion show, though. That seems pretty cool, too. It's <laughs> like, damn, every band or every like famous musician right now is in town. Let's get our read on. They say that two out of three ain't bad. But you know what I say? Three out of three is better. Do you That's say that? That's right. It's my classic... I say, go for the best, three out of three. I also say, two out of three men will experience some
0: form of hair loss by the time they're 35. Oh, well, I'm thinking about those guys. You know what I'm thinking? Thinking two. What's that? I'm thinking two out of three. I'm thinking, yes, thinking those that's, two guys should do something about that.
1: That's the time, that's, that's the time that you don't want to be thinking too, unless you want to lose your hair. Some people maybe want to lose their hair. But if you do not want to lose your hair and you're worried about hair loss, as you get into those mid-30s, because tell you what, your boy just hit the Larry Bird year. So uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I was going to say happy so, birthday, but congratulations is a way to do that, too. I think yesterday I did a congratulations to somebody on a birthday. I was weird about it. Um, you don't want to start losing that hair unless you do. But if you don't, Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss and Keeps offers both of them. So Keeps, they're your stop if you want to say stop to hair because you want to keep it like a goalkeeper. There's a convenient virtual doctor consultation process, medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. It doesn't cost much. Treatments start at just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions. And if you're worried, if you're, you're going to be a real worrywart about this, and you don't want people to know that you're using Keeps, I don't know why you wouldn't be proud of it, but Keeps has you set up no matter who you are, because they will send that discreetly. Discreet packaging,
0: yeah, proven I, results. I don't know. Have we talked about this? Like, it, It's weird that you'd be like, no. I'm not trying to keep my hair. Yeah. Say that what loud you,
1: and proud. Be proud. I mean, if people are running so they can get in better shape, right? they don't hide that. They don't shut up about it, in that's, fact. That's true. All they do is tell you that they're running. So if you're using keeps and you're improving yourself and you're bettering yourself. Flaunt that. I find it if you're doing so, trying something to better yourself, it's fun sometimes to keep it to yourself. But it's also helpful to tell everybody about it because then you're on the hook. Then they better see results. So if you say, uh, I'm, I'm trying to stop my hair loss. Maybe you won't follow through, but if you tell everyone, Hey, you think this hair is going away? Nice try. They're going to watch out. They're gonna be like, Ooh, that person's trying to to keep their hair. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months so to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash brunch to receive your first month of treatment free. That's com slash brunch to get your first month free. com slash brunch. We watched the Bo Burnham thing. The Bo Burnham yeah. inside thing. It's called Inside Lewin Davis starring Bo Burnham as Father John Misty, whose real name is Josh Tillman. I was hesitant to watch this because I knew I like Bo Burnham. Who doesn't like Bo Burnham? And everybody was saying that it was the best, but everybody was also saying, like, this is very Father John Misty, and I don't know if he is a Father John Misty fan, but it seems like he is going for just be Father John Misty, and I'm worried. I'm, I was worried to watch it because I was like, I don't want to be distracted by that. And I, and like he, he obviously is going to put a lot of work into this, so I don't want to like shit on uh, somebody's really really hard work.
0: And we both watched it. I'll ask you what you thought. Uh, it was it was just largely okay for me. Like, yeah, agree. I, I think that um, and, and like I, I I I was scared to watch it myself because. I just don't like dumping all over things that like people think are awesome. And a Mm. lot of the reactions that I saw were like, holy shit, Bo Burnham's a genius. This thing rocks. And I was like, I'm probably not going to feel that way. I know that I'm, I'm, I can't imagine me feeling that way. I know that Bo Burnham is extremely talented. This isn't going to tell me anything that I didn't already know. Um, I will say I was very impressed by the presentation of it like the yes. um the the lights the the camera work for if he did end up doing that all himself like alone in a room that that uh, it rocks good for him I like that's this very very I cool. Do, i like the
1: take of i don't b- believe that he did it all himself
0: i i i don't i wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be shocked if there was like a fucking camera crew that'd be weak
1: i mean we live in a day and age now where like artists now if they post a single i just saw eric clapton i mean john mayer did it the other day when he posted he posted like a little instagram slide thing that was just uh like all the credits on Mm -hmm. last train home like we're in a day and age where credits are making a comeback which i love because i always want to know who produced stuff and who did who played keys on this or whatever
0: so if Bo Burnham didn't do that, then ooh, watch <laughs> and, out, and Bo. like I um I also think that um that you people shouldn't be afraid to to not do everything themselves. Like I know it's cool to be like written and produced and directed by Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, blah blah blah. But like it's nice to just to put other people to work and collaborate and 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 not have to do everything yourself. Uh, that being said, like if he did do it all himself, it all came out pretty awesome. But it, at the same, at the same token, like it looked so good that it kind of took me out of it because it was supposed to be like this. It, I'm just in this room. I'm doing it all myself. Like this is Bo Burnham raw, but it looks so polished it that it looked, was. It was like, damn, this looks like a production. It
1: looked so incredible.
0: Like, yeah. I thought that
1: it was impeccably done. Like I, I was so so impressed. So when you say probably not going to learn anything about bo Bo burnham we didn't already know i had that same feeling going in and pretty quickly i was like wow this looks
0: incredible but i mean we saw um what's the movie that he did was it eighth eighth grade oh yeah
1: and like eighth grade was
0: packaged super well you did yeah you did didn't you (laughs) i just skipped you, you didn't Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like,
1: hey, everyone's gonna sell. It's the best, Boba. Like, okay, like, all right, they'll just get
0: eighth it grade looked awesome. The uh, the, like the, the the presentation of it was spectacular. But uh, that's also like a a a feature film that has a lot of people working on it. So he could have easily brought in the like those people to to just make it look very very cool. Um, but yeah, like the way that he worked the lighting and the the shots and and the way that he presented each of these sketches was was really, really cool.
1: Yeah, it looked incredible. And I don't want I'm not trying to like gaslight anybody or anything, but I think that and I'll say I, I think the music is awesome. Like this is like I'm not the biggest Bo Burnham fan, but I think I've seen everything he's done if that, that that's a weird sentence i think i have seen everything he's done other than eighth grade just skip that one but like everything musically he's done i think i've seen and this is like the best written music he's done like the, the music in this is of higher quality more creative not like as well produced but it's like better music than the thing that just won album of the year so like it's his talent is not I, being questioned here at all
0: I about like halfway through I went on um on Spotify to see if if this was also released as like an album full of the music that he had in there. It's not, but I was surprised because um Dumb like move. Yeah, but it could be a Netflix exclusive type of deal. Okay. Although I, although I don't know why they wouldn't want like that exposure to it, I guess, but um that's how, that like that's a testament to how good the music is. I was like, "Oh, this could stand alone." So, this whole
1: thing, this whole project is a lot about like the world we live in right now and keeping to ourselves and living in front of screens. And it's a commentary on it. And I know that that sounds like something else. And a lot, I I feel like the people, again, I'm not trying to like gaslight anybody here or be condescending or patronize any of the things when people say like, Oh, this is genius. Like this concept is genius and all this, like this is his like work of art that they haven't listened to Father John Misty is what that means. Yeah. Because like this, unfortunately, and again, like he did such great work on this, but in the end, he just like made a Father John Misty thing.
0: Yeah. This is just more accessible. Father John Misty. That's totally presented w- more straightforward. And, and I
1: was afraid of that. I said to one of my friends, I was like,
0: he, Father John Misty's thing
1: is at risk of being like, Cleaned up a little bit, packaged more nicely, and making someone else a shitload of money. Oh yeah! So I was afraid that this was going to be like more accessible, more fun, Misty, and it definitely was. It it wasn't as it wasn't better, Misty, but it was like a Disney Misty.
0: Yeah, and and so that's like where my my issue is, I guess, where like I didn't find any of the stuff, any of the content, overly genius or whatever and I know people are saying like oh Bo Burnham's a genius but like the content itself was pretty basic like the the discussions and the commentary that he was having is pretty basic not stuff that we hadn't heard before and honestly we've heard it done better before but where like the genius I would say kind of comes in is the way that it's presented and how nice it looks and how how well it's it's packaged so like there are certainly redeeming qualities about this special but overall it was sort of underwhelming just in like in the sense of of what he's saying because it does feel like he's he's being father john misty light yeah it's
1: it looks so good though and honestly so there are the a lot of great looking shots um the so he did a kesha style song about Feeling like shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that one, he had like the light controller like with him. So he's just got like the camera on him. He's got a light on him, but he's got like a controller. So the lights on him are constantly changing and he's controlling it. And that looked absolutely incredible. I was like, why don't musicians stream? Like maybe they do. But like, why don't musicians just like set up a mic and like put on a
0: legitimate show? I thought I, that looked so great. I don't know if it was the same one that uh, I'm thinking of, but there was one where he had like a light. He was holding a light behind him, and uh and like every time there would be like a, a drum or something, he'd like he'd like swing it against the wall, and so it would it would like throw a, a white light on the wall, and and like it would it was very synchronized, and it was uh, it was very very cool.
1: Oh, sick! Yeah, I also liked the last song the like the the all all eyes on me song he like projected he just projected himself in oh so yeah standing yeah. in front of the wall and he projected himself on the wall so it looked great i mean he was very very creative or his team whoever uh was very very creative in how they put it together and how it looked the songs we're distracting at points again like songs very very high quality i'm not like very high quality like uh, i don't know i, I don't want to compare it all to misty because i don't think bo burnham packaged this as like hi i am as good as father john misty and father um, john
0: misty is a mu- musician <laughs> like yeah that's his that's like the main the main course his, of his job yeah Bo Burnham it, does, like, a lot of different things. So, like, to even put him in a conversation with like, hey, this is almost as good as Father John Misty, that's a, it's a compliment.
1: Yeah, the uh, one part that was super relatable for any DIY uh, rockers <laughs> was he's playing the song and you hear it the way that the digital audio workstation is hearing it. So, like, his voice has, like, the reverb on it. And, like, you hear the piano and then he messes up and it cuts to, like, the room audio. Mm-hmm. So, like, he hits, like, space bar and is like, fuck, God, like, like I coughed or whatever. Uh, that is a very real, probably embarrassing thing that, like, he's probably hearing himself. If, if you If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm not describing it well. But, like, the audio goes from, like, nice like music sounding to like just someone who's sitting in their room being like uh you know
0: yeah I, 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 there's the- there's uh there's like a few of those moments where he, it's like he intentionally sort of pulls back the curtain into to like reveal how ridiculous what he's doing is yeah where some, it like-
1: some of it was just what i couldn't tell though like some of it maybe was um intentional but even if it was intentional, and like even if it was staged, like it still kind of served it. I feel like there were some moments though where it's like, uh like he's not, like he's not nailing this, or he's frustrated, or he's mad, or whatever. That I, like I just can't tell. Like, is that real, or is that like it would be appropriate at this point in the special to have him like futzing around with this thing?
0: Uh, a lot of the stuff that I, I felt was um, was too long. I, I thought that he he could have effectively done what he wanted to do in like one to two minutes and he made it like three to five. And I was just kind of bored with it by by the time it got to the end of it. And I think that the pace, like a quicker pace, would have helped me like this a bit more. Uh, it just felt like I was kind of stuck in these uh, in these performances that he was doing uh, a few times. The, the one time that I don't think that I felt that way uh, was the... Um, the reaction video, the reaction A-plus. video bit was, uh, was very, very funny and it just kept getting better. The, as it, as it went along. So I thought that that was well served. Also, like, I think that reaction videos are just a funny, uh, a funny topic for us. It's something that we discuss quite a bit and just, uh, him, him playing off of that was, was very good.
1: Yeah. He, the reaction video was awesome. I uh, thought that was a plus great best part of the, the special, he also did a little thing with streamers and gamers and you can speak better to this than me, Mr. Twitch Partner. Congratulations. Hey, thanks. Uh, I, I don't I've only like watched you streaming, but
0: he did things that I was like, oh, this is so streamer. Yeah, yeah. The uh, like the, the dialogue between him and the chat and stuff was funny. He was just <laughs> yeah. like, uh, hey, uh, hey, 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 uh, JD. Thank you for the hundred bits, much appreciated. That was good, <laughs> yeah. and then it was like, uh, like, oh, uh, ch- chat saying, try this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, of course. I'll, uh, yeah, all right, fine. Give me, give me a second. I love the eyes. Yeah, like, chat. He's controlling a guy walking around a room, and he's like,
1: chat says, go to the door. Well, I don't think it will. Oh, you can. And then, like, the door doesn't open. He's like, yeah, the door doesn't open. <laughs> so like, he's the entire time he's playing it as like. I know more than the chat, okay? Even though like he's initially immediately wrong and should have just been listening to the the chat. I thought it was like I think it was like well, it was just well put together. I'm sure that like he like storyboarded it and everything and thought like, "Hey, what are people doing right now? A lot of people are getting into streaming, a lot of people are watching reaction videos." And like he found a way to tie all those things in, which is why when you say it's tough to call it genius I agree because he really was just kind of taking like, what is what we're doing right now?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and like also, I think there's going to be an ex- a, an oversaturation point of like, hey, I'm a creative and I'm stuck in quarantine, so I just decided to try out this weird thing. Shut up, Vineyard Knights Bang. <laughs> yeah, but you were early enough that you didn't hit the expo uh, the oversaturation point. Like, yeah, I think true. you, you got to get in. There's a very fine uh, time window from here to whatever, because, like, once we're starting to get back to normal now, at least we are here, and the the, the more that this happens, I don't want to be continuously exposed to, like, pandemic creative stuff.
1: Yeah, it'll feel good to get back to, like, I just made this, and I just created this, and... I know uh, we've talked about this like the last like few weeks, months, whatever. Maybe it's a wash thing. TBD. Like uh, both of us just feeling more creative with like the different things we do and that feels great. It doesn't feel like it's a product of like I'm cooped up whereas before I feel like any sort of creativity um got a writing credit from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think that now creativity is just becoming creativity and we're just kind of getting used to having like feelings and experiences again which is good i uh i made a playlist for a friend who said who was like oh you're gonna love this i don't know anything about father john misty but this shit is brilliant so i watched it and i was like all right now i have to be the asshole like this like the brilliant stuff was like a lot of it was like father john misty stuff and he was like Roll Me Further voice uh, Then make me a playlist. So I made a playlist called Misty for people who like Bo Burnham as Misty. It has pure comedy because that was basically the, this entire project. Nancy from now on because he talks about Pour Me Another Drink. The Night Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment because that was the white girl Instagram. Bored in the USA because there's a laugh track in one of the songs. Total Entertainment Forever because it makes fun of everything and being obsessed with consuming shit uh true affection because there was a song about texting yeah ideal husband the one he did a song so he did a song that was like the ideal husband where he just like admits to like hey here are the things that i've done and he even
0: oh is that the, off the, of. the problematic song yeah that yeah. problematic song was kind of funny where it's just I like mean, I,
1: I think that everybody and again like so father john misty has that with one of his songs but i think that the, the way he put it before the song i thought it was well put he said like there's the uh like the, something reckoning but he called it a reckoning where like if your aim's been off if you've done the if you've made jokes that don't hold up, I think that he even referenced it. He was like, I grew up watching family guy. Like what kind of jokes did you expect me to make? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that was good because he, he did talk about all that stuff and it was good commentary. And then uh, I thought it was funny that in the second verse, he was like, Uh, shit, I gotta talk about some of the stuff that I said in that first verse. Uh, I tried to erase my, I tried to erase, like, my, uh, my wrongdoings and blame it on my upbringing. I'm very, very sorry about that. It was just, like, it was very much a, oh my god, we have to apologize about everything sort of deal. And I, I enjoyed that humorous bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've probably gotten into that conversation before where, like, people get cancelled or get un- canceled or whatever like i watch that now and like i I watch those bo burnham videos and like i mean he talks about them in the the song and everything but bo burnham to me right now seems like uh like i I, i'm not worried about bo Burnham. no no like i don't think that he's i i don't think that bo burnham's a bad guy although i was a little distracted thinking like wait what did bo burnham do that like recently that wasn't great and then i was like oh no he was just uh like a shitty guy in uh yeah yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough
0: time with confusing people's characters with who they actually are well he basically played bo burnham in that movie which was distracting
1: no oh, that is true yeah
0: um yeah the one uh did you put uh did you put uh um, fuck a a night. All the Dying Man. No, a night at uh, Josh Tillman's apartment or whatever. Y- yes, the night Josh Tillman came to our apartment. Yes. Yeah, I put that in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that one we had talked about this. Um, sort of reminds me of the uh, the white girl Instagram bit. No the, doubt it, the song because I he was doing all this cool shit like visually in that video to make fun of the the things that white girls do on their Instagrams and shit like that. Uh, and it felt to me like he was just doing that as an excuse to do all that cool shit because it looked awesome. Yeah.
1: So yeah, super the night Josh Tillman came to our apartment. He's making fun of this basic white girl and like he gets that first joke off and you're like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess like that. Yeah. The, the, so cool. And then like, he just keeps complaining and you're like, all right, well it's a person. And, by the end of it, you're like, oh, I get it. You just are doing this to show that you're a dick. And that's kind of, yeah, that's what uh that's what the White Girl Instagram song was. Which again, like, that was like a funny concept and everything. And that that type of like similarity to Misty, I think, is okay. I think that there's other ones that were more overt. Like well, that, like yeah, the White Girl I mean, Instagram that's... and the night Josh Tillman came to our apartment, you could say like, you could do like a uh like a a a criticism not like a negative criticism but like you could write a criticism pointing out like oh these are similar even if they one didn't inspire the other
0: but other things that's also such a basic just being that's also such a basic thing to make fun of like you can't credit father john misty to making fun of like white girl behavior on instagram like that's that's a common joke
1: no i mean like using it as like uh I, i meant using the trick of Hey, I'm making fun of this person. And pretty quickly, you realize the goal of this isn't actually to make fun of this person. The goal of this is to actually show how self absorbed they are, like this, this singer is. So, like, the takeaway from Night Josh Shulman came to our apartment is oh, you're just a miserable dude and you have an issue with everything this girl does, and she's just probably living her life. And the takeaway from white girl Instagram by the end is, like, so you're just jealous that they take all those cool pictures and have those, like, banging lights and filters. It was was not bad. I didn't dislike it. I think that, like you said, kind of new going in, I'm probably not going to come away from this thinking genius because how often do we actually
0: say no, genius i know it, I, it just felt like something that was bound to be overhyped and that's ultimately the way that i felt about it i still like it still is fine and like i, I i'm i not like yo fuck bo burnham he sucks yeah. he's unoriginal i was impressed by a lot of the things that he did and i think that he's a very impressive human he's extremely extremely talented and i think that he's funny it, it's just this wasn't like a revelatory thing correct correct uh There is hype, though. There's big
1: hype, and there's more hype coming. Because in less than one month, shout out to me not understanding the calendar and not knowing what time of year it was, I Think You Should Leave Season 2 drops July 6th. And I was like, ooh, cool. A little while we get. I think you should leave Season 2 later this year. That's so
0: soon. That's like literally less than a month. Less than one month.
1: That's going to be terrific. When did I think you? I think I. I think you should leave was maybe like a May thing.
0: I have no idea, but I, I do know coming... there's a there's a lot of content coming up. We've got summer blockbusters. We've got, mm-hmm. um, we've got. I think you should leave season two. We got Saw Rock. We've got. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming, and I'm and I'm very very excited about it. I meant to ask this. What What's the deal with? top
1: gun did that movie come out did it not come out I it feel hasn't like, come out yet i feel like it did
0: come out and then like it went away or i th- i think it was going to come out like last year and they had like started rolling out the promotional stuff and then mm-hmm. it got pushed back so they kind of had to stop showing all the promotional stuff and they were like fuck we just have to reboot this this campaign so that's probably why it feels like it's it's been coming out twice
1: Perfect. They, dude, you nailed that. That's exactly what happened. Because the other things that got delayed, we didn't get much hype for. So it was actually pretty easy to follow that like, oh, yeah, Spiral never came out. Like we mm-hmm. knew about Spiral because we like read a thing that was like, ah, Chris Rock's making a Saw movie. But then other than that, we weren't getting like
0: bombarded with Spiral uh, yeah, so ads. Yeah. So the thing is, like when the, when the pandemic started was what? Early spring? Mm-hmm. and like February March yeah and that's very bad movie season so we weren't getting a lot of uh good exciting promotional campaigns for these movies and i think really the only one that we had started getting was top gun because it was like a super bowl commercial and they started they had been talking about it a lot so there was very few movies that like started a campaign and then had to press pause on it it was a lot of us just hearing oh this movie's been delayed without us seeing it, seeing stuff for it Dude, how'd you nail that
1: so good? I don't know. How did you like how did you start there? I feel like that's something that that that's like a realization that someone finds their way to. I asked that question and you like straight up had you were at the finish line.
0: <laughs> I don't know. How'd you How you do that so smooth? <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate the I uh, appreciate the the credit there though. That could be wrong. I have no idea. I'm just making that shit up. I think you're wrong.